Hello and welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast with your host myself, Russell Lee, and of course, and as always, the fantastic Chris Bowden. How are you doing, Chris? I'm not too bad, mate. Very successful week, so I'm sure we can talk about that shortly. Epic, epic. Right, let me say thank you to the sponsors. A massive thank you to CMO Distribution and Schumacher Racing, the companies that keep us on air every week. Thank you very much, guys. We really appreciate your support. So... Tonight then, Chris, we've got probably one of the busiest men in RC in the UK coming on tonight. We we've got Chris Ely waiting in the wings. You there, Chris? I'm there, guys. How are we doing tonight? Really good, really good. Great, great to get you on. Great to get you on. Let me give you an introduction for the for the wonderful listeners. So this is Chris Ely. He's currently running for Kyosho Europe. He is the, the West Midlands BRCA regional rep. Um, and we've just recently taken on another position as the this treasurer at the Potteries RC Club. That's a new RC club that's opening up in Stoke. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sitting right in the middle of several really good clubs, but an hour away is just a little bit too far, and I felt I needed some EOS carpet nearer to home. Yeah, class. class. Well, we'll talk a little bit about the new club later. Um, but as we always do on this wonderful show, let's go right back in time and give us your first inklings of RC, Chris, and how did you get started in the hobby? Okay, uh, quite sad and quite age-related. Back in 1991, when I was 13 years old, uh, back in the dark ages, uh, I was probably a fairly typical teenager, a bit of a troublesome little boy, really, and uh, my mum needed to find somewhere to put me. Uh, advert in a local paper for the Chesham Off-Road car club uh, based at Ashley Green Village Hall, little tiny village hall, old school racing. Uh, I had a Tamiya Falcon at the time that I picked up at a car boot sale for £30. And that was that really. Raced that once, got rid of that, bought myself a laser, raced that a few times, then bought a Boss Cat and it's kind of carried on ever since. So have you raced right the way through or did you have a break when you got to 18 and stuff like that? Yeah, I've done the normal thing. I think I've had a couple of couple of gaps. Got a bit bored with NICADs before lipos came in and having to replace them all the time and and dumping and things like that. Uh, thing of the past for all the for all the younger viewers. We used to have batteries that didn't last a whole race. Sad, I know. Um, yeah, so yeah, gave up a couple of times, but probably probably the last fifteen years or so, all the way through now. Yeah, it's, 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 I'll tell you what, RC racing, for me, is it the best it's ever been at the moment, you know, with the battery capacity and the motors, and if you want it a bit faster, you can make it faster, but it's just not necessarily the right way, you know, it's class, isn't it? Absolutely agree, yeah, yeah, I mean, go back to the late 90s, it was a really expensive hobby, you think it's bad now, it was, it was horrific then, your cars had to run on the weight limit, otherwise you had no chance, you needed new batteries every six months. Yeah, it was uh, it was really hard work. Now you can buy some gear and it can last you. Yeah, the, the thing years. the thing that makes me laugh the most about the olden days is the fact that you could only use your pack of batteries once a day. Ah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, to, to be fair, you had to you had to run them roasting hot. You had yeah. to charge them literally as they were cooling your heat up. Grab them, stick them in the car, and they'd still be, be almost too hot to carry when you put the car on the line. And you have somebody on the line with the car, ready to switch it on when the when the countdown actually started. No warm up laps, no nothing. That's yeah, crazy, man. It's crazy. So, yeah. go on, Chris. Sorry, go on, go for it. 
I was it was just it was mental, wasn't it? I mean, when was the last time you peaked a battery? <sighs> yeah, about uh, <laughs> 1999, I would think. Yeah, it's like I bet you none of these like youngsters. I'm gonna call him out. I bet you Tommy Hall couldn't even tell you what peaking a battery is. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, to, to be honest with you, it was tough. It was frustrating. It was. It was a lot different to how it is now. Um, and uh, you know, much for the better. Technology's helped us, and uh, we've got a much more vibrant hobby now. I think. Yeah. So when you came back, because um, I know you've been running Kyosho for, for like for, forever. How long was it before you ended up back with Kyosho and and running them full time up until the current day? Uh, if I'm honest, I, I, I jumped around probably a little bit too much, if I'm totally honest. I came back and, and ran Kyosho for Kev Lee, an inside line. Yeah. Um, had a really good time with Kev. Um, and then the new X-Ray came out when they released the XB4 in 2013, and uh, the grass is greener, took over. I had a little stint with X-Ray, a little stint with Schumacher, dodged around a bit, and then back to Kyosho. But fantastic team. Love every minute being part of the team. Would you say that's kind of where your Kyosho is kind of where your heart lies? A bit like me and Russ, uh, you know, our heart lies with AE. Yeah. But you always seem to go back to Kyosho. And I know, obviously, we're going to get on to talking about your extensive vintage collection. <laughs> but you do seem to uh, to favour some of the Kyosho vintage stuff. I know you've got quite a few lasers and dealing with stuff, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, there is something about Kyosho. There's something about the brand that's that's got a really nice thing to it actually in exactly the same way as AE there's there's history there there's quality there and uh yeah some, something always drags me back to Kyosho I think there's something about the way an MP9 looks a 1/8 an MP9 or an MP10 I think they just look special and it just brings me back yeah have you been racing much eighth because uh, I know you had a, you had, I saw something on Facebook you had an e-buggy for a while didn't you yeah absolutely uh lately I mean I've got Eighth Nitro, Truggy, E-Buggy. I've got them all sitting here. I, th- I think it's just decoration for the house more than anything else. But, yeah, I did a little bit of Nitro towards the beginning of the winter. Um, and then things have got a bit crazy at home with uh, house housework and uh, garden being done and things like that. So I just shifted to the E-Buggy for a little while and uh, had a couple of really, really good results. Definitely found some setup. Teams were working well together to try and get something out there and... Uh, yeah, really enjoying e-buggy at the moment. Definitely where, a growing class. Where have you been racing over the uh, um, over that? Have you been like um, Endor and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, mostly Endor to be honest, just because it's about 45, 50 minutes from home and it's yeah. it's nice and convenient. But... It's, a good, it's a good track as well. Good track. Yeah, it's a nice track. Northwest Nitro, another good track. Down to Ledbury, another good track. Yeah, I, I think we we we're quite spoiled for tracks. I mean, we we've got to travel a little bit sometimes, but we've we've got a lot of fantastic tracks. Yeah, well, I'll say that if, with RC racing, if if you like where we are in the, the M5 corridor, two hours will get you anywhere, won't it? Yeah. You know, two hours is still local for how, how good the road system is on a Sunday morning at five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, that's the crazy bit, isn't it? It's the every other day you're struggling to get out of bed, then on a Sunday morning you're jumping out of bed at half past four or five o'clock. I'm going racing. Yeah, that's that's all that matters. Yeah. I struggle to get up for work. I've never struggled to get up for racing. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure you've been late a few times. <laughs> nah, I'm normally the first bloody one there. <laughs> yeah, All right, then. Running so, with a bit of paper. So, what made you decide to be the regional rep, mate? 
what, what, what for the for the West Midlands, obviously, you know, let's face it, the hardest region in the UK, you know, yeah. where all the all the really fast people race, like you, me, Chris, yeah, the halls. Yeah. I might as well mention them as well. We talk about fast people. Uh, <laughs> so, what what possesses you to throw yourself under the bus all on your own? Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I do wonder that quite a lot sometimes. It, it's it's quite a tough role to do. But uh, no, I, I, I followed in the heels or, or in the footsteps of two two fantastic guys, Tom Yardy and Tony Bishop. Uh, couldn't have done a better job. Um, and actually Phil Slay before them as well. So three really good guys, which I'm not sure if that made it easier or harder, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it's I, I love RC. I like to be able to give some back previously ran a shop and and enjoyed bringing the juniors up through it and we can talk about Tommy and Jamie as, as two of the guys that have come up through RC Pitbox and uh, Tony Tony wanted to stop he'd done it for a few years and he, and he wanted to stop and uh, in a way nobody else was stepping forward and I thought you know what it's a fantastic region it would be a shame for it to take any form of dip I'll take it up and we'll We'll move on. Did you have any competition? Was there anyone else interested in doing the job, or was it just you? No, I'm the only one mad enough, I think. <laughs> it's, uh, no, as, as you say, it, it's fantastic region. Really, really strong. Lots of top-class drivers. Again, Tom Yardy, um, MPU, to, uh, Tommy and Jamie, a few of the other junkie youngsters that are coming up as well, Daniel Hopkins and uh, Thomas Phipps, and a few of the other young guys. So, yes, yeah, a really, really strong region. <laughs> And uh, yeah, just trying to stay on top of it. So I mean, obviously, you, you had a bit of a baptism of fire, didn't you? The first year when uh, we ended up not be, not running a regional series, so you just thought, so you just organised like a summer series. What did you call it? The West Midlands Regional Summer Cup, yeah. something like that. Yeah, Super Cup, West Midlands Super Cup. Super that was Cup. it. Yeah, I mean, so what went? Did did you still organise that the same way you'd organise a regional series, or did, how did you, was it organised different? Should I say for for COVID? It was actually a lot harder, if I'm totally honest, because with the regionals, you, you've got a bit of structure that you need to follow because yeah. they're, they're sanctioned events. You get qualifying points for you know, grid positions for nationals, essentially. So with the Super Cup, we had a bit of a, a blank canvas and we could have some fun with it. So we tried three qualifiers and three finals so that we could have cars racing each other on track more rather than just racing the clock. Uh, tried a few different classes, put the truck class in, which went really well. And we're carrying on with the truck class again this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was um, it, it was good. It was really, really tough. We tried to do the booking in as fairly as we could, but we had limited numbers with COVID. Uh, so it was a, a bit more labour intensive than I'd have liked. But uh, we, had, we had great attendance. The clubs all did all did well out of it. It's helped all the clubs stay healthy. We had some really cracking racing and and some deserving trophy winners. Yeah, and yeah, I, mean, oh, I was saying really, it was um, it was like a bit of a pioneering year, wasn't it? Because not yeah. only did it have to be done through COVID and all of that, and some regions didn't even do anything, but it was also the kind of the start of. I think are we the first region that's brought trucks back into a regional? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm not sure if any have this year, but uh, we, we were certainly the first last year to, to run some proper truck racing. And, yeah, numbers weren't huge. It was normally 16, 18, something like that. But, um, but yeah, yeah. apparently we got a load of the real quick guys coming out with trucks this year. So it could be very competitive this year. Are you, are you going to race um, trucks at the regionals or nationals? 
No, not, not for me. No, I'll, I'll stick to the two-wheel drive and the four-wheel drive. You, you did have a, uh, a truck, didn't you? Didn't you race at the the Brunswick Grand Prix with a truck? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, good old Silverstone. Um, yeah, that was uh, really good fun. Yeah, with the Yokomo YZ2P, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was. I, I enjoy truck. Truck is good fun, but uh, I, I like to race people, and uh, I like to race in the classes with a few more people in it, and two classes in a day, especially sort of being involved with running the meetings as well is yeah it's just not going to happen so yeah. now I'll, I'll stick to my two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive and uh enjoy it that way yeah so what so what's involved then um being the in being the regional rep does it take up a lot of your time or is it just like a couple of one day a week or one night a week or do yeah you... varies through the year yeah at, at, at the beginning of the year it's, it's an awful lot of work you've got to sort the whole series out get all the clubs on the same page agree a few rules and and finances and and few different bits um midway through the year you've got all the organization of who's going to the sort of end of season finals the f2345s the juniors the veterans um other than that it's probably hopefully hopefully this year not more than about half a day a week yeah you, you, just need, you just need a big group chat with all the clubs, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> little WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have lots and lots of them. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. Like I say, for you, it was a bit of a baptism, wasn't it? Because I remember being sat there in the meetings, like, "No, I'm going to be shadowing Tony for a year," and then COVID hit, and there was no shadowing, and <laughs> it was straight in. That was exactly it. I went to went along to the meeting uh, in Telford. We we sat and ran through a load of stuff. Said I was going to be shadowing, and then 2019 was cancelled completely. So, um, yeah. So yeah, no no handover at all, no shadowing at all. I can't. I mean, I say that Tony has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, there's several people in this sport that I think, in a way, don't get the recognition they deserve just just for the sheer time and energy they put in with with absolutely no sort of thanks expected. And uh, you know, Tony, a guy called Chris Lovell, who's who's run two clubs, Brookthorpe and Ledbury, for for quite a few years, and I don't even know how many hours he's put in. Uh, a guy called John Weston with the vintage cars, again, just a fantastic amount of time he puts in and puts on some some brilliant events. Yeah. yeah so. Mentioning vintage, then obviously we can see on the camera the, the listeners can't, but <laughs> there's I've just tried to count them, but I actually started to lose count and I'm only missing half the picture. So I can also see a pred or two, which I'm really jealous of. So, well, we talk, we can talk preds in a second. There's some, some exciting stuff going on in the line of preds, but. Well, exciting for some for an old guy that likes vintage, of course. But I, th- I think with with COVID, when you couldn't race, because there was a period that you couldn't race yeah. where there wasn't yeah. any races and there was lots. Of, all the oldies like me came out the woodwork and started buying vintage. The prices went crazy. The number of cars being restored and everything else. I mean, it must have gone up by a hundred times, at least. Um, so yeah, I kind of joined that bandwagon, and I'm up to probably about forty now, I think. Wow. So did, did did you have any cars left over from earlier years, or did you always sell them, or have you, have you got, did you get uh, ones at the loft, or? No, I always sold them. Yeah. I always sold them right through, and then probably ten years ago, I stumbled onto an original RC10, a 1984 
gold tub RC10. And I paid about £60 for it. Um, I don't even think I rebuilt it to put it on the shelf. It was just immaculate. So that, that was kind of the start of the collection. And then I picked up a Laser ZXR quite cheap with a nice carbon tub chassis on it and a few other nice bits on it. And I don't know, I then got to a point where I couldn't sell them. They, they became kind of part of me. And then, yeah, the collection's just kind of grown exponentially from there. <laughs> It certainly has grown. Um, do you know roughly how many are in it now? Yeah, it's about it's about yeah, it's about forty. Um, but they're all they're all sort of quite decent. Um, you know, there's not sort of scruffy ones and everything else. They're all they're all pretty decent cars. Some really rare stuff. I mean, you guys being AE, um, got a few RC10s. I've got a, a four wheel drive alloy tub rc10 like an mip style rc10 no way where'd you get that from uh i i built it uh, from scratch using the the forums using oopal uh did you use it really really world's car yeah and where did you get the mip kit from it, it's it's it, like, it, it's it, called it, a 10-4 oh there's the shapeways one yeah it's yeah, got a load yeah. of shapeways bits and then a load of other bits and pieces yeah. but uh yeah, I mean that could run. That's actually that's a state that it could run if I wanted to. I'm, I'm kind of tempted to give it one. What, but, uh, is it, got, is it has it got a front diff or has it got a spool? No, a front diff. Yeah, what's that out of? Uh, it's got two stealth diffs. Ah, oh, brilliant. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's it's true traditional full associated yeah. RC10 if you like. Yeah. And then sitting right next to that one, which I'm not sure if you guys can see, is um, a Nix 91 RC10. Wow. Which is the the never released twin tow or twin deck carbon chassis one that Masami won the worlds with in whatever year it was ninety three. Have you 91. run? Have you run it? No, 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 no. I'm not sure I could run that one. I mean, I think I can't. Just replace, designed to look pretty. I just can't replace hardly any of it. To be honest, yeah. that's that's the real big issue with running that one. But I've got a B two next to that that I'll run. Um, a few YZ tens that I'll run. Two Tommy Intruders. They're pretty rare. Two Predators. What would yeah. you say is the uh, the jewel in the crown of the collection? Oh, yeah. It's I gotta know be that, it's got to be that MIP 4410. Uh, to be honest with you, the, the Nix 91. The, yeah, the, the MIP, the Nix 91. Uh, I've got a Pavidis 95 Yokomo and then two Predators. So... One of one of those in in any order you show. I, different days I'll look over and I'll I'll, I'll sort of be looking at, at different cars. I think. So if you had a choice, um, <laughs> vintage racing or modern racing. So if there was if there was an event on the sound if there was the um, oh what does John call it the big event? What, the uh, um, the iconic. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got the iconic. And going to, I'm going to say a regional. Don't feel bad if you don't say a regional. Which one are you off to? Modern well, this year, this year, one of our regionals clashes with the iconic, and I'll be at the iconic. So, does... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, the, the, that, the first four-wheel drive regional um, clashes with this rear motor challenge they're doing at the Robin Hood. Um, but obviously, I don't do four-wheel drive, so I'm going to take the RC10 to Robin Hood for that. That should be quite cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, we, the calendar this year was absolutely crazy. We normally run ten regionals, five two wheel drive and five four wheel yeah. drive, and 
we couldn't this year. We put four of each in. We just couldn't even fit another round in. And we've tried to avoid clashes, obviously, with nationals, with the track nationals. We've just tried to give everybody racing every week if they can it's, possibly do it's, it. It's good as well, mate. The way you've done it is because every every club in the region gets a regional. And there's yeah. no there's no doubling up. So, you know, um, obviously, it'd be, so there's four rounds. So everybody with three to count. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it'll be a cracking series. But I mean, as I sit here this very second, I'm really enjoying the e-buggy with the eighth, um, and I'm I'm really enjoying the vintage. And on the vintage side, I'm I'm going with a load of the hardened vintage racers, including Mr. Jamie Booth himself. We're going across to Germany for the Euromasters at the end of February. Ah, oh, should be so, good. Oh, that should be good. Yeah, really, really looking forward to that. I'm not sure if it's a, a few nights and a few drinks in Germany or the racing, but you know, it'll be it'll be a brilliant weekend. Yeah. So how many? Yeah, I've I've heard that um, along with similar guys. The is it the forty plus worlds? Yeah. 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 Apparently, that is just a little bit of racing that happens to fill in the gaps between two monstrous piss ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it could be like that. I mean. Uh, We've got we've got Team GB going out, and, and you know how official Team GB is is another story. But you know we we're going to go and represent uh, represent the country and uh, go out there and see if we can do it proud. What eighth cars, uh, Jamie? You got has he got an um, associated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> the question, and, and he's and he's quick with it. I tell you. Yeah, I think he's quick with most things, isn't it? Yeah, he is quick with most things. It was like yeah. Craig coming out of retirement for. Iconic and uh, and wiping the floor of everybody really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you'd... So the question is, are you trusting Jamie Booth with the higher car? <laughs> uh, I, I'm uh, not in the car with Jamie. I'm uh, I'm pleased to say. I'm, I'm <laughs> with a few other guys. There's about ten of us going over, so it should be should be really good. Yeah, it should be good. Get a mini, rent a minibus and let Jamie drive that. <laughs> so what? Um, so. What local clubs have you got around by where you live then, Chris? I know you say you've got Stoke 50 minutes away. What are the local clubs either? No, we've, we've got the Stoke Club, which is a Tuesday night, um, which is really close to me, probably 10 minutes, Yeah, I would say. Um, but then beyond that, uh, certainly buggy-wise... It's Midlands, yeah. I suppose, next one down, isn't it? Yeah. You're talking an hour. Uh, I mean, maybe Dudley, but obviously they're struggling for a venue at the moment, unfortunately. <laughs> So if anybody listening knows of any venues anywhere near Dudley, let the the guys at Dudley know. Yeah, we've been looking for everything, even looking for units and things like that. So yeah. it's hard work, mate. It's hard work. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Yeah, so let's talk about your, your newly formed club then. Obviously, there hasn't been a, a split from Stoke or anything like that. It's a new club and um, you're going to run on a different night, And but you're going to be purely EOS carpet. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, we're going to run alongside uh, the other Stoke Club. You know, we're going to support each other as much as we possibly can. And enough of the racers have said, yeah, they'd love to have two nights a week that they can get out. And uh, where it's situated, uh, just up in Newcastle under Lyme, it's literally five minutes off the M6. So yeah, I saw, yeah. people from Southport coming down, people from Birmingham coming up, really well situated. Nice, nice size track. Uh, in a kind of a, a gym hall. It's actually where Stoke City football team train. Um, EOS carpet, so thanks to Southport for supporting us with getting hold of the carpet. THR jumps, uh, got a got a rostrum. 
um, timing system, everything else, it's all in place. So 11th of February, we'll go doing some EOS racing. You'll be good. What are you using for track markings? Uh, we've got white, white square piping. Yeah, nice. For nice. the whole thing, and then uh, all, all proper connectors and things to link it all together. Yeah. Velcroed on the bottom so they don't move. You know, a bit similar to MB really. We've been yeah. chatting to to Mike up there. He, he's been helping us out a little bit. Just little things that we might not have thought of, if you like. But uh, all looking really good. Yeah, I'll be up, mate, at the end of the month, end of February. Um, wh- whatever week Bruce is on half term, we'll, we'll come up and race. What night is it going to be a Fridays? Yeah, one of the big reasons for the Friday was the kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pete Mulcahy, who's the chairman, uh, he's really, really pro getting the, the younger kids involved, you know, whatever, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, getting the youngsters involved, getting them interested in it. And from where I started in RC that we're talking about earlier, it taught me an awful lot about about the money side of things. Do you buy a nice shiny piece of carbon? Do you buy a new set of tyres? The tyres are going to make the difference. So spend the money on the tyres if you can, set up and everything else. So, yeah, really keen to get the juniors involved. So Friday nights, quite an early finish as well. Should be out of the building for 10 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I looked on the, um, it's close than you think, Chris, from my front door, and I live like five minutes away from Midlands Raceway. Um, yeah. It's 53 minutes to the postcode. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think so, Newcastle's about 40 minutes from it. Yeah, it was Alton Towers Junction, isn't it? So, didn't it that yeah. bad? Yeah, quite, quite, there's a yeah. few of the other clubs, also Street, quite a few of the guys that live midway between, they're saying, wow, it's only 25 minutes. So, yeah, yeah we, we, I think we're, we're expecting pretty good numbers. You know, we're not yeah. going to say anything crazy. Well, to be that, honest, 20 people is, is enough for a club night, mate. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's plenty. Yeah, money works out on 20. Um yeah, obviously we we're going to be needing to build the kitty up. We've we funded it between us, um, but yeah, I mean we can run a meeting on twenty. I, I've got a feeling we'll we'll be averaging thirty-five to forty most yeah. nights. That'd be good. Do you think you're going to stretch out into an outdoor track as well? Well, yeah, I mean you are getting the getting the hot hot off the press news here. So we have got a place there at the same venue that we're able to build an outdoor track, which they're very happy for us to do. Nice. Uh, in fact, being very proactive for us to do so we're not going to do it in 2022 we're going to focus on getting the indoor club running getting a bit of money in the kitty uh, and just just getting people enjoying the friday night racing but for 2023 yeah keep 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 ears, ears to the ground That's we're going to look to uh, get an outdoor so what what will the plans be are we going another astro track old school grass that turns into dirt as you're going <laughs> round, or well, my head says, and, and my head usually wins the argument, says Astro. Um, it's just the most consistent for absolutely everybody. You can run on it all year round. It's just a logical choice, I think. Uh, but my heart does does say straight to dirt, straight to a dirt track. We won't go grass to dirt. If we're going to do a dirt track, we'll we'll dig it over and roll it and, and do a proper dirt track. But at this point, Astro, I'm going to say. Yeah, it makes sense, mate, because you can run it all year round as well, then, can't you? You know what I mean? The people you gain from it being dirt, you lose because they've got to change the setup of the car because an Astro yeah. setup won't yeah. work on dirt, particularly two wheel drive. Four wheel yeah. drive, you can get away with it, but two wheel drive, no. That's a, it's exciting to have a, the, the prospect of another club because obviously, with us potentially possibly be, still losing Coventry and 
you know, yeah. when we lost, oh, what was the track that we lost that was grass in the region? Hinkley. Hinkley, that was the one. Um, you know, we need another track back, don't we? Because at the minute in the Midwest, um, we are the most competitive region. By far, and we're, obviously. We're by, yeah. Oh, by far. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's more or less a national. Um, well, two you know, would we are, we, are, we are a track down, aren't we? Yeah. It's that competitive. Not even Craggy and Lee Martin bother to turn up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it's when you get uh, Danny McGee and uh, and a few of the guys like that coming in as well for occasional meetings. But uh, yeah. yeah, I remember one at Coventry where we, we had national A finalists two thirds of the way down the B final. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So would Coventry class as West Midlands region? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Co- Co- Coventry's okay at the moment. The, re- the 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 club are. I say Coventry. Sorry, I meant. Um, what did I say, Coventry? For? I meant. I meant, I meant um, Potteries. Sorry, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it would. It would. Um, it, it's in the demarcation to come down, but it's certainly south of Oswald Street, which counts as Midwest. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, technically, if you were to go through it, we would get half of Wales as well, wouldn't we? Yeah, well, we wouldn't want to drop our standards. Yeah, well, well don't say that to the Oswestry guys. <laughs> they like to say they're not Welsh, but we know they are. Uh, yeah, yeah so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's weird actually. I've never really known of any RC clubs in Wales. I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. If I am wrong, how about, 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 about the world famous Caldicott? Is that in Wales? I think so. <laughs> Oh, Swan, oh Swansea, man! We used to we had some great micro nationals at Swansea. Ah, uh, so a great eighth track down at Swansea. No, but well. it's actually well, in the middle of Pembrey Race Circuit. Yeah, Mid- yeah. No, but I mean, why have the... they never ran? Why have they never ran regionals? Because surely Wales, like Scotland, would class yeah. as its own region. They they do run regionals. They run a regional every year. Oswestry Street doesn't count. Nah, Oswestry's Street's us. No, in in Wales, they run a regional series in Wales. I do that. Yeah, I've yeah. never, never been, never even seen anybody go into a national from it. Ever. Not that I remember. Uh, I, I did used to race actually in Wales. I raced at Abergavenny a few times. It was Abergavenny was an interesting track because it had a straight with holes in it so big that you actually lost the car, including wing, into the holes on the straight. Oswald <laughs> Street's got Oswald Street's got one of those. It's just under the rostrum, not in. Yeah, the but Oswald Street is deliberate. <laughs> well. I think they just dug a bit too far and couldn't be bothered to fill it back in. I've had, yeah. some, good, I've had some good crashes into that bomber, I have, Chris. <laughs> I think I have had some class incidents into I that bomber. If you go and speak to everybody that's ever raced at Oswald Street, more people have broke a wishbone than not broke a wishbone in that bomber. Yeah. Uh, I break my own forgetting to break at the end of the straight at Oswestry, Street, but not in the bomb hole. But I, the, the bomb hole depends on what type of track it is. If they run the straight all the way around the outside, then the bomb hole is is an absolute car breaker. But if they run a bit a bit of a turn coming into it, then you can jump into it quite nicely. Yeah. I remember the first time I went to Oswestry Street as it is with the bomb hole, um, watching Phil Slay try and clear it with his four wheel drive Shiri. I think it was was it the K two at the time. Yeah. It was like the last last couple of meetings at the K2 was there and he bent the chassis. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I won't try that. I'll just down ramp it and drive out. 
Yeah, well, the funny thing, it's not quicker. If you can land the car right and then pop out the bomb hole, it, it's just as quick as it is to fly the whole thing and land. Yeah. And the car can't, a 10th car can't handle landing from 30 foot, which is what you have to do to clear it. Yeah, I learned that in uh, Pinarolo at the Euros. That was a, uh, you know, dropping out the sky from that height off an eighth track with a 10th car. Yeah. Two chassis bent. Oh, dear. Have you ever done any uh, Euros or Worlds or anything abroad, Chris? Uh, no, no is the short answer. I have raced abroad a couple of times. Where did you go? I've been across to Ireland and done the Paddy Piston. Oh, cool. That's that's supposed to be uh, another drinking um, <laughs> drinking meeting, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. One, one guy who did ten pints of Guinness through the day before the and uh, yeah, in the, in the mains he he didn't do so well. Um, <laughs> no, I've heard that is a class meeting. I think you could see his car, but um, the track's really good as well, there, isn't it? Yeah, the track is immense, but um, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. So yeah, you you want to be able to pedal the car around all right. You definitely want to get some practice before you go over. But I hundred percent recommend it to anybody. Um, and then beyond that, it's probably. Um, Neo or DXR, probably next next biggest meetings I've done, I think. Yeah, they're class meetings, well, they were. I've yeah, just fancy. It'll come back, I'm sure. Yeah, I never even got the chance to visit one because the times where they were on, um, I was either away or um, busy at work. So I never even got the chance to pop over to Harper Adams mm. and have a look. And, it's um yeah i mean the most immense things i mean the dxr guys i'm sure some of the dxr guys listen so absolute hats off to them i've I've never seen tracks put together like they put together uh you go in the background and you can actually see the whiteboards up where they're doing all the maths around how long the jump distances need to be and everything and yeah they are full-on top class american style uh eighth off-road tracks and uh yeah, it's like being at a Worlds or a Euros. It really is. The yeah. the atmosphere. Twenty of the top twenty five in the world every single year. Yeah. Uh, this 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 year, um the Nemo crew of uh, of uh, are using that weekend, are they putting on a big two or three day are you thinking of going to that one? Uh yeah, I'll have a look I'll have a look at it, definitely. Um it's not in the diary at the moment and um yeah, the diary's looking looking a bit packed, but uh, if I, if yeah. I can do it without getting murdered by the by the missus, then uh, you, you deserve it, mate. Tell her you deserve, say Russ says I deserve it. Do you know what? I might use that one. She wouldn't trust anyone else. Yeah. If I said Chris said it, she, she wouldn't <laughs> yeah. believe it. From Russ, she might. Yeah. She I might deserve it. it. I deserve it. I deserve it. Just say it. I deserve it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I mean, this um, near my race looks really good. I talk. There was talk of them putting a like a barn sh- barn shed roof over the top of the track as well. Yeah, I mean, like I, a, like I, a metal been, structure with a roof on it—that'd be cool. I've been there twice, and uh, yeah, it, it is a fantastic facility. They've it's not cut any corners. No, it's really good. We 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 went there, didn't we, Chris? Yeah, we're in the mud. Into ebook. Yeah, that, that's the only that's problem for me is in the wet. There, there was just zero grip with, with all the oil and everything down. It was, it was, it, it was bad. But uh, yeah, take a stick of roof over it. That, that pretty much becomes the perfect track, I think. That's crazy. Uh, Tim, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of care and a lot of pressure put into it. 
Chris, we've got a really bad um, Bowden, we've got a really bad feedback coming through from your mic. What about now? Yeah, it's stopped. It's just a really bad pattering. Oh, it might be the dogs have just ran upstairs and their their nails are titter tattering on the uh, the laminate. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's, got, it's, it's gone now. I'll, I'll do my best to edit it out, listeners, or then again, you might just find this happy little um, uh, segue in the middle. So, yeah. so yes, yeah, so they're saying off. they're putting. Um, the dogs make a nah, nah, nah. So they're putting. They're, so they're putting a roof over over the track. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what what tyres were you using? Saying you had no grip in the wet. We were on. Um, what were we on, Chris? I think you ran six mix, and I ran M four Pro lines. I ran in the wet. It was the beaters, just because. That's the beaters, sorry, yeah. Um, that's what the salesman sold you kind of, well yeah it was just for me it was just a last minute last minute turn up wasn't it I, I'd only decided like the night or two before and um, message you you couldn't get I couldn't get any pro lines it was like a Saturday that I was messaging you so I just had to buy some other track um, but no they were alright I think I did the beaters in the wet because I was told that was what was best and that they ran mm. all day every day and I used, I don't know what it was, mag, magma, the dry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the magma too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a pretty good all-round tire. Apart from the tire wear, they do wear a lot, but uh, they work everywhere. They were brilliant at Brookthorpe as well for the e-buggy national last year or year before. Yeah. Was that the controversial one? No, that wasn't the controversial one. That that was a pretty straightforward one, but yeah, one of them was with the with the the different tire compound that uh, was it Lee Martin supposedly ran, but yeah, I, I've known Lee for many 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 years, and I can guarantee you he would rather give an advantage away than take one. He's uh, yeah. him, him and um, him and Neil are are probably the two straightest racers you know I've ever raced with. To be honest with you, yeah, you can't for them. So, did you do many of the nationals this year? Uh, I don't. Were they? I don't think they were on, were they? I didn't do any of the nitro. Oh no, that's what I meant. The nationals, the the nitro nationals. I did a. I did the rallycross ones. No, I've I've I've, I've never done a, an eighth nitro national just because they're two days and and young children and, and I can't justify two days at the moment. But uh, again, brilliant, brilliant meetings. So I kind of want to go and do them. Um, but uh, yeah, e-buggy, I didn't do this year actually, but I did last year and the year before. I did the Upal series instead uh, for the last couple of years. A bit, bit more tense, something a bit different, and they're, they're, they're a really nice, friendly meeting, the Upal series. Well recommended. Yeah, I've never done an Upal. I keep meaning to go. Is it the International that's apparently a, is that like a two or three day one over the bank holiday? Yeah, that's normally at Robin Hood. Uh, yeah. The international, yeah, that's normally pretty good. You normally get Mikhail Orlowski and uh, your Neumann and a few of the other guys come over for that one. So, yeah, normally a, a pretty packed field. And with the way some of the young Brits are going at the moment, coming up on the pace, I mean, wow. wow so, be- so, so the question is, do we think Tommy Hall is going to win the Euros? Wow. I, do you know what? From the oh, training I- you gave him from an early age, Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take the take glory, mate, take the glory. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a framed picture in my man cave of, of the last time I beat him. I think he was eleven. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I I would absolutely love to see Tommy battling 
you know, whether he's got enough to win it. I mean, he's got the pace. I mean, he, he's on pace with, with Orlowski and, and some of the others day in, day he's out. He's definitely he, he's a final at, pace, isn't he? Oh, a final. He's podium pace mm. for me. He's he's right up there, top half of the A. A little bit of luck on his side. And and yes, we, we could have a new European champion, I think. And uh, I, I, I'd be I'd be so happy for him if he could do that. I really would. Yeah. It'd be nice if Jamie could be there or thereabouts as well. Um, yeah, but, I, I genuinely don't think Jamie gets enough of the credit for the part he plays in Tommy's well, success. You, you talk yeah. about him like he's not fast. You know what I mean? He's, you know, it's 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 weird with the Hall brothers because like yeah, Tom uh, Tommy is obviously the, the quicker one, and Jamie does live a little bit in the shadow. But if it, if there wasn't, if it was just Jamie Smith, you know what I mean? He is rapid, mate. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Absolutely rapid pace. It's just that his brother's a little bit quicker. No, <laughs> pace-wise, they're on the same. I think they're on pretty much exactly the same pace. But Tommy is is just cool as a cucumber. He's he's got that race craft. Yeah. And yeah, I, I in remember, the words, in the words of Graham Hall, he's a freak. Yeah, yeah. I tell yeah. you, you know what's really funny? I watched a, someone had recorded a video at Junction 16, um, and Tommy crashed, and I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Tommy's crashed. <laughs> he's, yeah, a met- he's, he's an absolute yeah. metronome. He really yeah. is. But but the thing is, he's got. I, I see a lot of Neil Craig in him, uh, where you put Neil under pressure, and he gets better, and and that's what I see from Tommy. You you put him under pressure, and and he doesn't go offline. He doesn't start missing his apexes or going in too quick. If anything, he just gets tighter and tighter and quicker and quicker. And you know that is the sign of an absolute champion. And uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, even when you scale that up to real motorsports, all your top champions have been able to do that. Um, your Hamiltons, your Senna's, your Schumacher's. Yeah. Even, as much as it's going to grieve me, Max Verstappen. Um, but it it's that different. I think they call it like the gear, another gear or you hit the zone, don't you, where yeah. it doesn't matter what anybody else does about you. You just, you know... Us mortals will never experience it, or when we do, we we qualify a final higher, and we're not in the D, we're in the C. Um, but yeah. you know, for that one moment where you get to experience it, it's magic. Um, I think I, I've only ever really felt like that once, and it was at um, it was at a reg- uh, national at Kiddie, and I'd qualified like two finals higher than I ever had, and it was the last outing of the B64. Mm. And I mean, the B64 was in some setting, it was a good car, but it just never, I never got on with it. I just couldn't get on with it. And it was like just that day, it was, it was just perfect to drive. You just couldn't fault it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the difference is we've got a lot of very quick drivers. And the last five years, we've had a lot of youngsters come through that have been quick. But have they got that extra gear to, to really, you know, go from, sort of bottom end of the national A's to to winning nationals to having a chance at the Euros and everything else. But no, I mean, Tommy, Tommy with Jamie's support has got a, a fantastic chance. And I think with it being an Astro, it's even easier. Not, I say even easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Much, it's, it's, more, it's really easy, mate. Yeah. Really easy. Yeah, well, well, you know what I mean? No, it's that easy, mate. We'll all just pop along and give it a crack. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not hard. Um, you know, so I think with it being an Astro, a track that they can pretty much go and race at any weekend they want to and practice at 
anytime they want to. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be something special. To watch. I think I'm even, I might even volunteer to go up and help out just to just so I can guarantee being there to see it. Yeah, I'm due to be going up, kind of BRCA responsibility kind of thing. So yeah, I'll go up and and support. I'm kind of hoping I might sneak in and actually get to drive as well. Obviously in heat one, but uh, yeah, be quite be quite nice to bash around and uh, and just see what's going on. Got the Euros warm up as well, of course. That'll be a good meeting to do. Yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to pop up. So uh, you know, if you haven't seen some of these top Euros guys, you know, your Buffalos, your Quailos, all these guys, if you haven't seen them drive, for anybody that hasn't been. It's definitely worth going and even just having a little mooch around. And yeah, they're amazing. You get used to seeing one or two going off the front of a meeting. When if Lee Martin's there, you see him kind of lapping the field and things like that. But when you start to see 20 to 30 of these guys and they know that literally every tenth of a second counts, yeah, it, it's a pretty special thing. Yeah, yeah. I've got my claim to fame is I uh, at the Pinarolo Euros in three rounds of qualifying, I beat Buffalo. He broke in every one of them. Well, I still beat him technically. My my, my claim to fame was was probably a, a round of the Silverstone Winter Series running four wheel drive, um, and I qualified second, TQ in one of the rounds in front of quite a few quite quick guys, and um, Elliot Boots qualified in the B. So I beat Elliot Boots that day, which uh, <laughs> probably the only time ever. <laughs> Brilliant! Did you did you let him know how fast you were? Uh, oh, yeah, the, the round the, the round that he TQ'd, he, he was about a lap in front of my time, but he then managed to break his car in in the other three rounds. So he qualified literally second or first or second in the B, I think it was, with John Hazelwood and Chris Granger actually. If, I, if I'm going to do some name dropping, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> so that that's claim to fame. Yeah, finish finish second. I led the final until about four and a half minutes, and then someone came past me. Gutted. No way. Who beat you? Uh, Matt Owen. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Matt Owen, he, he was pretty quick. Uh, Rich Barton was there as well. I think he finished third in the end. So, yeah, it was a, it was a quick old thing. Obviously, Silverstone, mega competitive. I know four's not, not as competitive as two, but... Uh... Was that with the x-ray? Um, yes. Shows how that good was... that car was, doesn't it? No offence. Well, 2016 as before. Do you know what? It was long enough ago. It was on the on the, the, cheat, blue the cheetah car. There you go. Yeah, I did 217 laps of practice before we went out. As well. There you go. There you go. I'm not taking anything away from you, Chris, but that car was like by far the best. No, no. Look, to be fair, you, you, I think I think the youngsters get quicker and quicker and quicker. And we named a few of the youngsters that have, have gone through that journey, and some yeah. of them are going through it now. Um, you know, and good luck to him. I, I never mind a junior getting faster than me. But, uh, yeah, us old guys, we don't get any any quicker, really. We might gain a few tenths here or there, and as Chris said, go up a final or two every so often when we have a good day. But, you know, we tend to sit about the same place. So I, I know what my level is, and uh, I won't be winning any nationals anytime soon. <laughs> no, nor us. We, we, we are, we are what like to, we'd like to say super competitive club racers. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what that actually translates to is old and slow. Well, yeah, yeah you can say that. You can say that. You can say well, that. I can for you, Russ. Get out of it. I'm an extremely competent <laughs> RC racer. Yeah. 
he did beat you're, me. You're enthusiastic. I tell you, you know what? I tell you what, Chris. That day at Midlands, mate, when um, we actually had our first proper race, that was awesome. I think yeah, that, me, that was a that was a real eye opener for me. That I, I could I believe it or not, I could actually do it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm racing Chris Healy. Yeah, yeah, that, that was interesting, wasn't it? I, I I got the TQ, and then in the final, I don't know, I had a I had a real bad first couple of laps, didn't I? And I yeah. just could not catch you. Yeah, it was good. So. It was good. What, were you running the PRs then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what back and back for Kev Lee again. Yeah, uh, and inside line, I was running the PRs. Uh, well, I never got the four-wheel drive. I only ran the two-wheel drive. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, a de- decent car back in the day, but uh, not a patch on your B6 as it was at the time. No, man. Superior. Superior. I can remember when Alex Haywood was running um, PRs and I was on the same lap as him at Midlands one Sunday. And I was like, your eyes are. <laughs> he's normally like a funnel <laughs> above me and he's scraping around at the back of the B <laughs> with a PR. Man, he, he looked like... Yeah. I'll tell you what, you give that car yeah. a fair crack of the whip, you know. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people did. I mean, some of them did okay with it. I mean, you know, the final iteration. I think they just lost a lot of support just at the time. They kind of cracked it and, yeah. Yeah. and done the sensible thing and copied the associated. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah I could say similar about a few. I mean, they all look very similar now. They all look, they they all look the same, mate. Right? They all look the same, you know. Uh, and the thing is, as well, once a good, once something's a good idea, even if it's not a performance, like being able to take the diff out without having to take the gearbox off the car, you know what uh, I mean? That should be like. Are law you just that, staring now? Are you just staring because you know it that, takes me three and a half hours to change a diff? Yeah, but you got the best shocks there, mate, and them Coyote shows. Do, do you know what the thing with the Coyote show? It hasn't got all the bells and whistles necessarily, but you get the setup on it, and the cars, the cars good, and and we have the absolute yeah. oracle that is Carl Marsden. Uh, behind us who yeah. who absolutely doesn't again doesn't get enough enough praise really he's uh, an absolute setup guru and the amount of time he puts into helping everybody out out of his own time is yeah are you uh, made, i saw he made the ayats workshop last week didn't he he's do you know what he's a he's a quick guy i mean absolutely this is some, i don't i can't tell you what year it was late oh, late 90s i would say he, he made double euro a finals you know yeah we had him on a couple of weeks ago yeah, and we were talking about it. Yeah, when I, I gave him a, a talking to you because I was telling him he was far too humble. Oh, def- definitely far too humble, but yes, but yeah, really, really, really helpful guy, and and you know exactly the right person to have in place when you've got a car that's not necessarily being developed at the same rate as some of the other cars. Yeah, um, and and he can just help you and say, look, actually, you, you don't necessarily need all these bells and whistles. Just do everything right, build your shocks right, keep it maintained. Talk, talk to the rest of the guys, get a bit of a setup mm. on it, and and stick it down and give it a run. And yeah, I built you know. a, a four wheel, uh, not four wheel drive, sorry, um, a two wheel drive stadium truck once for Aiden Burke. Yeah. Um, and the sh- shocks on that car, mate, they were so nice. Yeah, because you, yeah. you you build them upside down, don't you? Yeah, um, they are so nice to build, so nice. So are you one of the staff then, Russ? No, mate, mate. If you throw cash at me, I will build you a car. It's as simple as that. I'm glad you said build you a car at the end of that. <laughs> well, well, yeah, wait, you know, I'm open to offers. Times are hard. <laughs> I've, I've just built a car for someone. I've just built a, an RC, an, an associated e-buggy, actually, for somebody. Yeah. So, it went together pretty nice, I have to say. So I'm impressed. Who's that for? Who's having an e-buggy? Oh, 
couldn't possibly tell you that. <laughs> you can't grasp them up. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one for another day. But uh, really interesting for me because I wanted to have a look at the front end where he's got the pivot ball suspension as opposed to C-Hub. Yeah. I, I wanted to see how it went, went together, what difference it made and, and so on. So kind of mutual benefit, really. He got a car built and I got to have a fiddle with the front oh, of it yeah. and see how it worked. They go together. Nice. What electrics did you put in it? Uh, Hobbit, oh, yeah, Surpass motors. I yeah. use a lot of the Surpass electrics. Yeah. I, I, I think they're really, really it's good, especially for value for money. You know, yeah. really good. So Surpass motor, the traditional hobby wing, uh, speedo, AGF servos. Again, really, really good value for money. If you're buying a like a high voltage servo, I think the AGF stuff's pretty good. Um, and then the rest will be his. I think he's yeah. Samwar, I think. Yeah. What electronics What electronics are you using in your race cars? Yeah, same stuff. Um, same stuff. So I'm using Surpass in all my 10th cars, Speedos, Motors, and AGF Servos. Yeah. And then in the 8th, Hobbywing, Speedo, and Surpass Motor and AGF Servo again. Nice. Who makes AGF? That's a brand I'm not, not, not that familiar with. Well, they, they come in... Uh, they, they're like many of the things. They come in from China, and they're the same... The same body and and servo and motors as probably lots of the other brands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's there's two uh, racing bolts, which is Richard Barnett. He yeah. brings in the Surpass stuff and the AGF servos. You have got Kev Martindale of Ludicrous Lipo. He does the um, servos as well. And then Jamie Booth also does some of the Surpass stuff. Yeah. What as well? Are you using the, Are you using the Ludicrous Lipo batteries? Uh, apart from the um, low profiles, yes. So in yeah. my eight, I use all the ludicrous lipos, and they are just brilliant. I, yeah. I mean, they take a pounding in e-buggy, and and you know I've run them for about two years now, no problem whatsoever. Um, in in my tenth, they're not BRCA approved yet, so I'm using the Gen's Ace that comes in through Kyosho. Yeah, yeah, uh, good batteries as well. Yeah. Right then, we're coming up on towards the hour now, so it's time for our famous questions, Chris. I think you're doing really well tonight, mate. Well done. Hello. Um, so, do you want to ask a question, Chris, and then I'll ask the opposite one? Yeah, mate. So, if you could go to any track, whether you've you've raced there before or yeah. not, what 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 would be the first track tomorrow you'd go to? Oh, well, I can, answer, I, can answer, I can answer this question double, to be honest with you. The, the, the existing track that I would go to is Padova, yeah. which, is, which is an indoor dirt eighth track, which just looks phenomenal. Uh, but I have to say the Neo track from 2014 is head and shoulders the best track that I have ever raced on in my life. And if I could recreate that track perfectly, I would I would be there tomorrow. Was that the one with the crossover? No one with a quad at the end of the straight it had a massive massive jump in the middle yeah that, that you did kind of a, a little jump that you went over and you needed to land it quite well to then get the run up to do the massive jump round a bit of a court left hander and then down some steps yeah i remember that uh, a bit of a corner you could jump over in the back left hand yeah. corner as well just absolutely i mean every track there is good but that was just an immense track but padova would be my my number one to go to now if i could nice one and the second famous question is and you've got to pick one i tell you what i'll let you have two favorite you can have a vintage and a modern favorite car only one of each favorite car from your entire racing history whether you whether you own it or not which is your favorite car there has to be one oh okay well i mean my favorite car has got to be predator got to be the predator um the predator was just 
an absolutely immense car and it took me from running other cars that I was kind of dumping with and struggling with a little bit and and getting quite frustrated to all of a sudden just feeling connected to the car and it it was just a, so far ahead of itself I mean it's a shame you had to replace the transmission every three runs or something but but as wow, a car, you got three runs out of it <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. You, you get weren't three. pushing hard enough. Did, did you say yeah. you had some, there was some predator news you knew about? Earlier? Well, yes. I, I can. Uh, I'll hold it up. Not that anyone else will be able to see it, but I'll let you guys see it. I'll take a picture. Yeah. So, hang on. This hold, is... hold it back again. Hold it back again. Hold it back. Yeah. Okay. Hi. So this is. You can see I've not quite finished putting the front end together yet, but this is a a modern day predator. A re-release. Uh, well, sort of, sort of. Uh, a, a guy I've been chatting to quite a lot, uh, who I think actually runs his at Silverstone, uh, who works for the Aston Martin F1 team, has has basically 3D modelled the whole thing uh, based on a donor car for transmission, and is re- and is looking to reproduce the Predator, but a modern, reliable yeah. Predator, yeah. if you like. So, I've agreed to help him out and uh, and do some testing, and and so on and so forth. So, uh, obviously, I've painted paint the bits. Bring it to Telford. I will test it for you as well. Well, I'm very happy for, for a load of people to have a go with it when it's up and running. Say so the back end's done. I've just got half the front end to put together, and I've got all the bits to do it. Are they uh, use it what modern parts are they putting into it? Are they is it modern diffs or original diffs drive shafts? No, no. It's it's a it basic. This this particular one has got a, a 2014 XB4 transmission, so diffs, okay. slipper, drive shafts, uh, hubs and carriers yeah everything else is is new every single other part is new. i mean ball ends and and stuff like that but you know i've just put some car show ones on but everything else is is new but it's about as true to the car as i think you can get really That's brilliant um, do you do you think awesome. do you think it'll be um production ready this year next year <laughs> Well, there's no reason why it can't be this year. He's he's got all the drawings for it. All of the parts are made. I mean, this this I've had to muck about with a couple of bits, but it's not too bad to be honest. So I, I think this will be ready to go out, and you can probably tell I, I am a little bit excited to give this a run. Well, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I'm so my price. Have, have we got any ideas on price? No, I mean it's not 3D printing. Not not as cheap as, as people think it is, unfortunately. So. You know, if if it's going to be production, it's it's going to be a few hundred quid. It's, no, it's not yeah, of course, cheap. yeah. Um, and I think I think the mission is that let's let's get it all right. Let's get all the angles and the towers and everything right, and then let's see if we can model it to be able to drop different transmissions in. So can you drop a B seventy four transmission straight into it? Yeah. Uh, and I think once we can do that, once we can just drop a car, whether it's a ZX seven, whether it's a seventy four, whether it's an X ray, uh, I think you've then got a conversion kit that. Probably be probably be about three hundred pound. I would think by the time you put a shell yeah. and things. I won't. Can you put me down for one, please? Is there like sure. a pre-order list or anything? Do yeah. I deposit now? I'll or... have. I'll <laughs> have one. Just it's yeah. we'll get your name down. We'll, we'll get together at some point. You can come and have a blast with mine, and we'll go from there. Yeah. It's only money. Take it. I want one untested. <laughs> I don't need to drive it first. Yeah, but class. can you remember us about a year ago when we started? Just over a year or so ago when we started this show. Yeah. And I and I said. If you could build a pred with today's modern materials and make it reliable, that it would decimate everything on a carpet track, one of yeah. these EOS yeah. things, yeah. we get to find out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. We'll, we'll have uh, an official Grid Talk uh, 
meeting where we'll, we'll, we'll go and have a run with it. Yeah, yeah, I think we need to get uh, Tommy and Jamie in on that as well. <laughs> just so some, just so some fast boys can drive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks very much, mate. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, Chris. That's great, mate. Um, before we let you go, do you want to say thank you to anyone, friends, family, sponsors, long-suffering wife? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely thanks to the long-suffering wife. Um, yeah, she puts up with with all this. I mean, we actually had to convert the garage to build me the man cave. Otherwise, we would not have been together now because there is far too much RC stuff in this house. Um, and and massive thanks to Kyosho, Carl in particular. Just fantastic job. You know, thanks for supporting and making it the atmosphere that it is. Because I think you get to a point in racing where yes, you want to get results and things, but you want to enjoy your racing as well. You want to feel part of the team, and and they really do create that atmosphere. Uh, Kevin Martindale for some lipos and Richard Barnett for all the electrics and, and support and everything else Perfect mate, nice one Thanks for your time tonight Chris and um, thanks for taking on the, the West Midlands regional rep role, we, I know we'd like to take the mick out of you for it but brilliant, absolutely well done, thanks very much for getting involved and in, in doing it. Uh, cheers guys and, and same to you guys, thanks for all your support and uh, you know, everything the podcast does at getting some awareness out there, getting people talking, listening and just getting people buzzing a little bit really, it's the future of the sport <laughs> Cheers, man. I'll see you at the races. Cheers, man. Yeah, you too, guys. See you soon. See you later. Bye. And he's gone. How about that? In our one-take podcast. That was a good chat. He was all right. Nice. He was all right. I wish you'd have dropped that predator information a little bit earlier. I do, but then I'd have spent four hours talking about predators. Oh, yeah, that's probably true, actually, mate. You would have done. You You know, so it was probably, that was probably why he didn't drop it till the end. He was like, God, if I mentioned this at the beginning, Chris ain't going to shut up about Predators for six months. <laughs> Class. All right, then, mate, what do you want to talk about in the last bit? Should we talk about the the draw first that you you, you uh, amazingly did last week on the Facebook Live? Um, yeah, I think I've only just recovered from it, to be honest. I, I think you did really. Um, I think you did really well. I know I was working in the background, mate, but I think you hosted very, very well. You did a cracking yeah, job. It, well we, did, we obviously we did have some difficulties with the. Uh, the, well, that's, uh, live produ- that's, that's, that's live productions for you that's why we yeah, record this yeah. <laughs> well what actually happened was I got a text the next morning off Virgin saying we're doing some works in your area and you may notice some issues with your connection <laughs> I was like well thanks for letting me know after the bloody fact but anyway um, yeah so no, just I suppose all we can really say is a massive, massive thank you to everybody tuned in, everybody that bought something, everybody that took part, everybody that was in there commenting. Um, and as I, said, as I said on the broadcast, it really does show that this isn't just an RC. You know, we're not just some different people that we go and race toy cars. It really does, when we all come together, it is like a little RC family. Um, so all of the the prize winners... Um, have all been passed on to the prize donators uh, to finish the last couple up today. Apologies that it has took me a little bit of time. I'm, I've started working from home, so I've had to get everything like that set up. So I haven't really been on online much. Um, but yeah, we we managed to raise just over two thousand pound, which is amazing, absolutely amazing, stunning. I think before it, I said to you, if I get eight hundred quid, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, but what that does mean is the amount of freedom we get to look at what we're going to buy as a memorial. 
So the original plan was just to have a bench and put one at Kidderminster. As it turns out, we've got enough money to have two benches. So what we thought was, let's have one at Kidderminster and we'll put another one at Telford. That way, at two of the West Mids tracks where Chris spent most of his racing life, you've always got somewhere to sit and watch RC cars with Chris. Um, so the one benches we're looking at, we're thinking of a couple of seven-seaters, one at each. I'm going to get a few draft um, inscriptions made up and see what people want to vote for for the bench that will be located at Telford. And the other bench, uh, the the memorial plaque on that, that will be handed over to Tom and Laura Yardy, who can write that themselves and put whatever they want in in memory of their dad so yeah again a massive massive thank you to everybody um i think there's still a few tickets left for the armor car as well isn't there yes there is there's still a few tickets left for the armor car uh we've sold about 30 35 percent of those so there is some there is still some available um Obviously, we're going to keep that drawer open until they're all sold. So if you didn't buy a couple of the armour tickets because you thought, you know, it's coming to the end of the month, pay is a bit short. We're still going to have them next month. So feel free. We'll put the link on the site. We'll we'll do everything like that. Um, If you want to buy them, message me, message Russ. um, And we will show you how to do it and we'll get you logged in for it. But yeah, again, just just a massive thank you. Um, it really was overwhelming the generosity. Yeah, it was really good. It was it was a big surprise, mate. Big surprise. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. So I was at Ledbury on Sunday, and I had a great time. And I was out in the bad yeah. weather, living the dream, and it was class. I were... know. Oh, What's got into you, mate? Have I finally convinced you that outdoor racing in the rain is better than any form of indoor racing? No, it was just a bit of fun, obviously. You know, cause I, um, Bruce, I got Bruce an eighth car for Christmas, uh, an e-buggy. Um, not from Santa, just like as, a, as a present for how well he's done this year at school and stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, we, we, we've been messing about with it in the street. So we so I've joined Ledbury this year. I think I told you this last week. I can't remember. Um, yeah. So yeah. we've so we've joined Ledbury, and then we've got, got got the gate code, so we can we can go down there whenever we fancy now. So yeah, we, we, went, we went down and ran a few packs through his car. Um, so him absolutely spanking the triple. Yes. Yeah. He, he, I, was, I was most happy with him, and he was obviously he was happy with himself as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a it's a good track. It's a good track. Did he manage to? Was he that happy with himself that he come running off the rostrum screaming, "I beat them all!" Again? <laughs> well, there's only me there, so, so, he, did, so he, he didn't yeah. beat no one. So yeah, well, he did. Yeah. So I've got to say, mate, that is still my funniest moment I've ever seen when racing. When he come off that rostrum at Southport screaming, "I beat them all!" And the yeah. three kids behind him are crying. Yeah. Oh man, poor kid. Yeah, but no, we had we had a great time. Be we didn't. I didn't change anything on the cars. To be fair, I ran my nitro as well, and then Bruce flattened his batteries. Um, so he then decided he had to drive my car with the on sticks, which was quite funny. Um, he got the anger after about ten laps, but man, the car took a battering before that. Um, and then yeah, we we ran that much that he flattened the receiver pack in the car. 
So right. So yeah, he, he we were we he did a lot of, had a lot of use to car did for that day. So yeah, Emmy said to tires, did you wear it? Well, that's, guess what? We used angles that I had in my box from like two years ago, and those those look exactly the same when 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 they came off. So we didn't yeah, even, so we didn't bad. have to go through tires. No, and, and we use them again, and they're still good enough to race on um, club oh, stuff anyway. Yeah. So it's already cheaper than tenth. Yeah. It's already cheaper than tenth. So yes, that was good. We, in fact, we enjoyed ourselves that much that we're probably going to go again this week as long as it's not raining. Yeah. So. Was that your decision or the missus? She's like, no, of course you can take Bruce with no, you. No, no, fine, <laughs> fine. Sunday's boys' day, mate. Sunday's boys' day. So I we're, saw we're that right. you were. It had his Mackies. You're training him well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually went to the posh Mackies at Droit, which uh, you know the one of the Junction Five on the motorway, the better one. Yeah, we went there instead of, uh, instead of Hazard. It was it, really but... good. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Really good. And um, just smashing through the, the news this week, we've got a bit of an announcement next week that um, you've been working yeah. on in the background. We've got have, yes. we've got a new um, show sponsor. So in the, in the titles and in the at the end of the show, we'll be adding an extra name to yeah. um, to an RC car of an RC car manufacturer. Um, who'll be joining the prize givers at Christmas? So that's gonna be quite yeah. good, and obviously we'll get we'll get them on as a guest as well next week. So have a guess if you think if you think you know who it is, let us know. It's not just for yeah. fun, just for fun. Yeah, it'd be good. It'll be a good laugh. Um, and obviously, the person, uh, you know, the this company's great. Should we give them what? Well, well, it's a British company. British company. British, we'll RC, British RC car manufacturer. So work it out. Work it out. That's it, Chris. I think. I think we're done. Yeah. Um, Chris has been epic. You've been all right. I've been okay. Um, do you want to thank the sponsors? Yes, mate. Uh, well, I'll get the two in while we're uh, while there's two. Um, thank you to CML Distribution and Schumacher Racing. Again, the you know these companies do keep us on the uh, on the air every week, and the prizes that they do donate at Christmas are are greatly greatly appreciated and the prizes that they both donated last week to the, the Chris Yardy Memorial Show were also greatly appreciated and a big part of the total that we received. Perfect, mate. And I'll say uh, a massive thank you to the listeners, guys. Thank you very much for getting involved with our podcast every week. Really appreciate your listens, your likes and your shares. Don't forget to like and share for, once again, your chance to be in with the Christmas draw at Christmas. I haven't worked out the date yet with our special Christmas guest um, who will be a superstar, whether it be Neil Craig or Richard Barton, we, we don't know yet. If you won something on the Christmas draw... All the names have finally arrived, so all the emails have been sent to the suppliers, so your prizes will be winging their way to you anytime soon. So thank you for your your, your patience as, um, with us. I mean, we are just two people who do this for free in, in our spare time, um, but like I say, all the names are in there for the prizes, So they're, they're, and, they're, and they're with the, the, the respective suppliers, so it won't be long now before you get your prize. Chris, what are you banging at? I'm not banging at anything, mate. I'm sat here doing <laughs> The listener's no difference. <laughs> no, right. I am literally sat here. Yeah, you're, uh, mess, you're messing with your PlayStation, aren't you? You're messing with your no, steering wheels, No, my, my steering wheels are on the wall at my newly newly built sim racing steering wheel holder. <laughs> right, okay, that's I'm it, mate. I'm not playing with them yet. 
well done for sorting the guests this week, mate. And then obviously we've, we've already got a guest for next week, so panic stations are off. Um, yeah. And hopefully, where everything goes to plan with my wheel of dealings, I will be getting us a world champion for the following week. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. You'll have to tell me about that then. Yeah, I might do. I might do. I like to keep these other things to myself, like the organisers, sponsorship deals and stuff. You know. Well, you know, somebody's got to be brave. Right, that's it. I'm, I'm really going this time. Okay. <laughs> See you next week. Safe. Take care, mate. Right.